Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations. Limited time only. Plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of WrestleNomics Radio. I am your host, Chris Mukigana Harrington. I'm excited to have you join me here on my periodic podcast as we discuss my favorite topic, the business of professional wrestling. We've got WrestleNomics, we've got Berrios Bingo, and it's going to be a fun ride. Today is Thursday, February 11th, 2016. And this morning, WWE announced their Q4 results covering the period from September 1st through December 31st of the year of our Lord, 2015. This information provides that missing financial puzzle piece of the 2015 WWE year, gives us a complete view of how World Wrestling Entertainment has transformed their business with the launch and maturity of their over-the-top streaming service. And that's what's a key thing to recall, is how different the financials were in 2014 compared to 2015. In 2014, WWE had launched the WWE Network in February, they had put WrestleMania on the network, And they had sealed their fate as they negotiated their television rights fees, both domestically, internationally. And in the process of transforming exactly how they were running their business, they went through some growing pains. As you might recall, while revenue did hit a new high of $543 million, operating income in 2014 was a negative $42 million. Net income was a negative $30 million. They posted five consecutive quarters of negative operating income from Q4 of 2013 through Q4 of 2014. So it really wasn't until 2015, till this fiscal year that we're talking about, that things really picked up for WWE, that things changed. And so today, they closed the book on 2015, and it was an interesting saga that this transformation, kind of year two of the WWE Network, told. In it, we saw enormous revenue growth. They had $659 million in revenue in 2015, which is just a juggernaut number. When you consider that 2007 was 46, 2008 was 527, 2009 was 475, 2010 was 478. You know, you you get the feeling here is on the around half a billion dollar mark, a little bit above half a billion and then suddenly they blow past that to 660 almost in 2015. Operating income in 2015 was $39 million. Net income was $24 million. So we have positives all in those three key categories there. 
uh, of course, if you had negative the net revenue, I'd be very worried about WWE. But what's interesting is that in Q4, while they did post another big quarter, and I mean, it was big at $166.2 million in 18% growth year over year, uh, what they did do is they had a negative income this quarter of negative 1.5 million. So after all these positive quarters, having that negative OI, that was a surprise. And that was definitely something that uh, I think was one of the reasons why the WWE stock actually dropped today, taking a hit. It was down 7% for part of the day, finished the day down 5%, which puts it about 81 cents off. So it was about a buck down at certain points there ending the day just a hair under $15 at $14.94. Now, what's interesting with this is they reported the record high revenue. I mean, $658.8 million. It's a 21% year-over-year growth over what was already a record last year. So that really interests me. I think it's always important, though, to point out that while they'll talk about the recent period being so high, and this is hitting the high, for $659 million, they only produced $38.8 million operating income, $24.1 million net income. And if you go back to 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010, they were producing 68, 70, 77, up to $82 million on operating income. And on net income, they were doing in the mid-50s, you know, 50.3 million in 2009, 53.5 in 2010. So that 2007 through 2010 run, which is not exactly what I'd consider the WWE's high point in a creative standpoint, you know, it's not the attitude error we're talking about here, but was enormously profitable compared to where they are today. And especially where they were in 2013 and 2014. 2013, they were down to about $6 million of operating income. 2014, of course, like I mentioned before, they were at negative $42 million. So rebounding up to $39 million is good, but we're still not beating those levels of 2007 through 2010. And you're you're starting with almost $150 million more of revenue. So it's kind of interesting on a profitability standpoint that it's actually much, much below where it was in the traditional pay-per-view model world. Uh, On the network side, you could say, yeah, they are generating a lot of revenue on the network, and that is an accomplishment because, of course, it's about engagement and it's about how many people you can have on your service month over month over month. But at the same time, I think it's interesting, and this was something that Keith Harris was pointing out to me, WWE produced about, I don't know, $139 million in network revenue in 2015, up from almost $70 million in 2014 while they were launching. You know, they didn't really launch until February, and with WrestleMania, there's still a lot of people buying it on pay-per-view. It wasn't until the next year that really people switched over heavily, but, uh, that $140 million, as Keith pointed out to me, if you go back to those years where there was so much revenue coming from pay-per-view, you know, in the $70, $80 million region, if you thought about that, that's $70, $80 million that WWE got, that also meant that the pay-per-view providers, the cable companies themselves, you know, those MVODs, they were getting $70, $80 million, and so you're still talking about a, probably about $150 million of revenue for pay-per-view that was being split two ways before. Now you're talking about $140 million of streaming revenue that is going to WWE. So it's just kind of interesting to see that, you know, you have very similar revenue generation segment, but you have very different ways of getting to that point. 
If you're going to talk WWE results, though, you got to talk about what are those network sub numbers? Where did they end the quarter? Where did they average over the quarter? How many people came? How many people left? So let's break those numbers down. The first number is 1,217,000 people. That was the number of paid subs as of December 31st, 2015. And that number was down from last quarter's number as of September 30th, which was 1.233. So that was down, you know, maybe 16,000 subs. So of those subs, we ended the quarter at 940,000 domestic, which was down 50,000 subs from last quarter end at 990,000 domestic. And we saw a bump in international subs up. So it went up from 243,000 subs to 277,000 subs. So they gained about 34,000 subs internationally. So some of that 50,000, that's an interesting number, 50,000, because some people have said, well, Germany's coming online in January. So was that people from Germany switching over from a domestic account to a, a uh, international account? Hard to say. You know, that would have been a, a, a switchover before Germany was actually online. So I think some of it was just a decline in domestic subs. And again, I think some of the reasons that WW stock price took a hammering today was because of things like domestic subs being down, because that's just something that investors are not comfortable with at this time. They just think the service should grow, 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 and they should always be finding new people. And so it really raises that interesting question about what is going to be the model of growth for the WWE Network. It seems pretty evident now after two years, we're seeing very similar behavior. Basically, you have a leveling off period after WrestleMania where we, we kind of hit a, a, a flat curve, almost like a logarithmic curve. And so for the first kind of three, four months of the year, you have an opportunity to grow. And after that, you basically are in a retained position for the rest of the year. And your goal is to basically be higher than where you started the year the time prior. So over the time here, what was really remarkable about this, and this was the reason that WWE had such a strong WWE Network quarter, is even though they went down on the number of ending subs, the number of paid subs average over the entire quarter was way up. It was at 1.237, so 1,237,000 paid subs over the quarter, which was up from 1.173 the period before. So in other words, they were able to generate, and I'm just grabbing my trending report here, $37.2 million, which was up from 36.4 the quarter before, in terms of WWE Network subs, just because they had such a high average. And so what's interesting, and we'll get into this a little bit later, is in the guidance that WWE gave for Q1 of next year, they actually switched their guidance from being a period-ending number all the way over to being what would be the average number of subs that WWE would uh, see during Q1. And we'll talk about the reasons for them doing that, but it's interesting to see I've always maintained that was a, probably the most important number to them is really how many people do they average over the quarter, not necessarily where are they ending when they're giving this arbitrary mark at the end of each of these, you know, 91 days. But what's interesting about that is that essentially they gained 389,000 people. They lost 405,000 people, and that is a high churn number. That's, in fact, the second highest churn number they've seen except for Q2 of 2015. So the WrestleMania quarter had 508,000 people. But we're at 405 for the end of the year. That still gives me a little bit of, of pause, and I think that is something that continues to give the investors a little bit of pause is seeing those churn numbers so high and seeing that the growth number was back to that 400,000 number. So we saw a little bit of a kind of a net, net, net. And at the end, it was a drop of 16,000. From a revenue side, 
what was driving 2015's Q4 number? Well, I would say it was four specific things. Number one, WWE Network, which we already just talked about. Number two would be the live events. Number three, television rights. Number four, the WWE Shop. Live events were up for three reasons. Number one, they had higher domestic ticket prices, so they were able to extract more value for their live events this year. And this is something I've talked about in some of the other quarters. I think this was a smart move by them. Number two, higher international attendance. They had really good international attendance numbers, especially uh, during the UK tour. And number three being the NXT UK tour was very profitable for them. So those were all elements that gave WWE a really strong Q4 when it comes to live events. And when I say really strong, think about this. They made $32.9 million on live events compared to the quarter before it was at 25.6. Last year, Q4 was only 26.9. So they were up quite a lot on live events this year. And overall, live events for 2015 were up, just looking here at my thing, 13% for the year. So definitely a really good number for them especially when you take into account that essentially North American live attendance was basically flat for the third or fourth or fifth year in a row, but they were able to extract more value from what was happening in these events. And again, this NXT brand is beginning to morph into something that's a little bit more than just being a, a developmental program and being just a small-time touring promotion. But of course, things like the Barclays Center right before SummerSlam and this NXT UK tour demonstrates that there's some ability to actually monetize this. Uh, which came up during the conference call and, frankly, uh, made WWE kind of shy away from giving any details about exactly what they're doing to monetize this. But it's an interesting opportunity for sure. Uh, regarding television rights, we already know that they have built-in escalators to their contracts that get paid regardless of TV ratings, and TV ratings did come up when they were asked on the conference call. But because of these, they get their key agreements, will pay more and more every every quarter. What's tough always when you're trying to estimate television revenue is the fact that things like Total Divas, uh, number of episodes at the air kind of slides around during the year and from quarter to quarter. And so that is the one thing that when you think, why is it not always going up year over year over year? It's probably because Total Divas episodes or some show similar to that, which uh, outside of the Ross Smackdown kind of setup, is not uh, necessarily timed exactly the same. I've brought up the issue of Thailand CTH a whole bunch where that is one of their quote unquote key agreements, but yet they're suing that partner for never having paid its bills. So I'm very curious whether or not they're actually receiving that money and uh, what exactly that means in terms of their promised escalation fees. But of course, that's only a small percent. I think I estimated it at something like three or 5% of their total key agreement deal, but it's still something that's worth mentioning. Uh, television rights this quarter they were at, let's see here, $55.6 million. That was down from last quarter at 65.2, but it was still up from Q2, which was 52.1. And it was a little bit down from Q1, which was 58.2. Compare this to 2014, where the highest number for all of 2014 was 50.5. So their very lowest quarter in 2015, which was 52.1, was $2 million higher than the absolute highest quarter the year prior. So 55.6 is a very respectable number. And that's why we saw 25% growth year over year on uh, 2015 versus 2014 on TV rights. So 
The last segment I mentioned was WWE Shop, of course that web portal that they have for selling items. They had an enormous Q4. They sold $10 million. They had 214,000 online orders. Compare that with last year where they only had 172,000 and did about $7.7 million. Now, what I'm shocked by is when you look at the OBITA on this, if you look at the operating income before depreciation amortization, uh, essentially what WWE considers their profit metric. So the WWE Shop, Last year, when they did 7.7, they earned 1.1 million OBITA. This year, when they did $10 million, they earned 1.5 million OBITA. So they made $400,000 more profit after selling almost $2.5 million more in revenue. So it's just always shocking to me about how expensive it is for them to produce things with the WWE shop. Now, there was almost no talk actually today about gift cards, which was one element I was really curious about going into this year's conference call because we know that those were released in Q4. We know they were sold online through WWE Shop. We know that they were sold at Walmart. And starting in Q1, we know that they're also now available at GameStop. What we don't know is when they're going to be redeemed. Are they going to be more likely to be redeemed during, say, the WrestleMania quarter or the Royal Rumble time frame? They're three-month gift cards. Uh, we don't know how many were sold. So those are kind of the key things that I'm kind of curious about. I don't know whether we're talking about 20,000 or 100,000 uh, gift cards that are out there in this marketplace. It'll be interesting to see how those are kind of reflected on the balance sheet and in terms of subscribers, uh, considering how reluctant this company has been about giving information about the subscriber profile. For instance, uh, someone asked, how many subscribers as of 1231.15 in your year-ending number were active during the WrestleMania time frame? And WWE would not give that information. One of the interesting things that was kind of thrown onto this balance sheet here, which I think was a surprise to people, and one of the reasons, again, why I think that there's some negativity uh, in the stock market around the WWE stock, was that there was a $7.1 million impairment charge that was said, costs related to a media center expansion project. So... This was discussed on the conference call, and the explanation that was basically given was in 2008, WWE said, we have outgrown our media center and we need to expand it. And then the economic recession was going on, and WWE made the decision, we're not going to do this expansion right now. And so they, they kind of commissioned these plans, they put these plans on hold, and then when they got the WWE Network, they found that the way they were producing content or such was different than how they had originally had it in this planning session. And so it became time for them to basically say that these plans were no longer uh, feasible, going to work for them. And so they were basically taking impairment on the entire project. They did not go into depth kind of explaining this. I don't know whether this is the same as that Crawford video service uh, project that they were working on back in, say, 2012 down in Atlanta, or if this is something completely different. But what this basically said is that they had to take a $7.1 million impairment, which is not a small amount of money for this company. Uh, when you think about that as being basically pure profit that it, you're, you're taking away right there, uh, that was one of the other reasons that I think there's some negativity in this quarter. By far, the most interesting part of a WWE's earnings call is always going to be the Q&A. If you would like to ask a question, again, that is star one. Question for Vince. Um, WrestleMania, you guys have a lot of talent injured right now. I'm just kind of curious how you plug the holes in the roster to make it a stronger event. By being creative. 
we'll have an awesome WrestleMania, uh, and uh, it'll be very attractive to, to our audience, just as attractive as last year's. Our next question comes from Mike Higgy with the Benchmark Company. Curious on your, your TV ratings. I think it's four straight quarters now of uh, quarter or year over year declines in, in ratings. And look like Q4 is pretty significant. I've always sort of considered your, your TV business and sort of your life was. So just curious how we should think about the, uh, the ratings reductions and what implications it, it may have for you over the medium to long term thing. As far as television ratings are concerned, ours are down, but uh, not as much as the networks in general that we're on. I think you see a decline in, in a lot of uh, the networks in general because people are not watching television as much in some capacity as uh, you know online or things of that nature. So, it, George mentioned the ecosystem. It's extremely important for us to be able to do television as well as, and television is sort of the old media, um, and not that it's not important to us, it's extremely important. But when you add in all the YouTube, you add in all the digital, you add in all the social, uh, our audience is consuming our, our product in the way that they want to and when they want to, and that's important for us to be able to do that. So it's not just about television ratings anymore. Uh, you, you know, we're, we're not... Philippe Dumont. We're not like looking at it that way in old school. We're looking at it from the standpoint of a total ecosystem, which, as you can see, is extremely strong for us. So it's not just about television ratings, which we used to, you know, before new media used to live and die by. Vince, just to your comments that you just made, how would you describe the tension between NBC Universal and what they're paying you for Raw and uh, SmackDown? and what you're providing to Google and or YouTube, and obviously there's a huge gap from a monetary perspective. How do you see that playing out over the next couple of years, and what kind of leverage can you exert on your digital distribution partners? Well, I, I think it's, again, it's a combination of, of, of valuation. I think uh, one thing that from a uh, NBCU standpoint, it's, it's generally speaking, it's, we're live programming, uh, and that has tremendous value. Uh, so I think going forward, we're going to be even more valuable to, uh, to NBCU in terms of Raw, SmackDown, or whatever else we do. And again, it, it goes back into that whole huge ecosystem. And I think that, again, just based on sheer volume alone and sheer popularity, you know, we're poised to take advantage uh, uh, in that, not just in terms of promotion, but from a financial standpoint. So uh, I think that we, as we continue on, we're going to be more and more valuable to everybody. Okay. It's, uh, it'll be interesting. Thank you. And then there's all the questions that George Berrios does not want to answer. Yeah, we're, we're not going to talk about specific sub-levels. Yeah, we're not going to get into that level of detail, but I think if you just look at the numbers, I wouldn't say granular correlation, I think. Yeah, so uh, we're not going to give any full-year guidance. Uh, no, we're not going to talk about uh, kind of specific product lines. Obviously, we give a lot of visibility to a lot of revenue streams. From a guidance standpoint, we're not going to talk about uh, – um, any free cash flow guidance. Uh, yeah, we don't like commenting on uh, the, the specifics of deals we have, so I'd like to stay away from that. And we just don't have enough data points yet. To his credit, you should read the transcript where he does say a lot more than just no every time. He mentioned this about the WWE Network subscriber markets that are left. Yeah, we're the, there's only three left, um, China, Thailand, and the Philippines. Um, I think you'll hear from us over the next 12 months in at least one or two of those. It's not all three. There you go. Some specifics from the WWE conference call. Got a copy of this call from Josh Nason over at the Figure Four 
online website, the Wrestling Observer website, where they gave me the uh, opportunity to live tweet the conference call using their uh, Twitter handle, which was a great opportunity for me to, uh, you know, give a little bit more WrestleNomics to everybody out there and also get my name out there a little bit more with some people that might not be familiar with what I'm providing here. Uh, I want to say if you sign up for the website, you can download this audio. You can also hear some of the discussions that both Dave, Brian Alvarez, and myself have been having about the financial results. I hope you've been finding it interesting here to kind of listen and see some of my comments here. And I thought it'd be nice for once to, you know, actually talk by using audio clips from the actual audio conference, uh, but maybe not make you sit through all of the questions where people ask things sometimes that are ridiculously minute, like... Uh, explain to me how many pay-per-view hours were there in the last quarter, and sometimes that are just very financially obtuse. Um, I think it's really interesting to hear Vince McMahon. He was a little chatty on this call, uh, talking about the relationship between WWE and people like their rights fees providers, like NBCU, and also kind of the role that digital media and social media is playing right now as an existence in this space. Uh, whether or not WWE is kind of overplaying their hand or overemphasizing this, it will be interesting to see as time goes on here. Because it's a big question about have we reaching a plateau about how many people are going to want to order the WWE Network and are going to want to follow the WWE Twitter accounts. And whether or not there's enough interest, you know, just people watching a Dean Ambrose, Brock Lesnar, conflict confrontation on Raw via YouTube equal anything down the line in terms of revenue streams, and especially uh, as people start using more ad block and things of that nature. So it's it's an interesting, brave new world we definitely live in. Uh, you can always reach me at chris.harrington at gmail.com. You can find my blog at wrestlemomics.com. You can find my pro wrestling statistics site at indeedwrestling.com. You can find WrestleMomics Radio at voicesofwrestling.com. You can find some of the uh, things I've been doing for Figure 4 online over at f4wonline.com. You can find a lot of interesting stuff. I hope that this has been interesting to a lot of you as you begin to kind of devour the information. You can probably tell my voice. I'm a little bit under the weather, so I'm going to cut this short and sweet. Have a great day, everybody. show that totally reeks of awesomeness. <laughs> Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.